So today's episode is going to be a little different. And what I mean by a little different, it's going to be the same, but we're going to add something a little different at the end. So the idea for today, the problem, if you will, is going to be paying attention to how we spend our time. So are you aware of how you're spending your time, how you're using your precious time, or is it just a blur because it's moving so fast and before you know it, it's time to go to sleep, wake up, do it all over again. I hear about Groundhog's Day a lot during this particular season. So if you could reclaim your time, what would you do with it? We'll be right back and talk a little bit more about your time and how to reclaim it. Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. So gather around, children, because it's story time. We're going to go back to a time when Josh was upset and stuck doing a job he didn't even realize he did not want to be doing. It was weighing him down. It was making him real hard to work with because I was his office mate, business partner, life partner, all of the above. So we had to figure out a way to figure out what was going on and how we could change this. So let's set the stage, shall we? We are in our office, our home office, working our beauty business, Dollface by Jewels. It's doing well, it's growing, but it's really just the two of us that are running this operation. And I started to realize that it wasn't quite as much fun as it used to be. Now that we are growing and doing all these things that we wanted to be doing. So Josh, tell me how it felt to be you at this point of the story. Are you sure you want to hear that part? I think we do. Okay. You know, we, we have the real talk here. Yeah. You know, at this point in our life, I was trying to really find, you know, who I was and what I loved and what, how I fit, you know, and, and Dollface and our life and everything. Um, and, uh, and I remember, um, trying to run the office, you know, trying to run the emails and the, the phone calls and marketing and, you know, all this stuff. I was a keyboard warrior, you know, I was, I was at my computer at 9 a.m., um, and I might take a lunch break and then I would just work all day until I felt like, you know, work was done around five when everybody else shuts down. So I would shut down then too. And, um, I know, uh, I remember how much of my time was spent then just checking my inbox <laughs> to see if I had gotten a reply, 
you know, like I would just go back and just click inbox on my, on my Gmail to see if it, to make it refresh and see if anybody had written me back. And, and I would waste so much time just sitting at that computer waiting for replies on emails that, you know, I felt were important that were going to lead me to my next thing. Um, and, uh, and I think I started to resent the way that I spent my time. There are so many of us that can relate to that because at that point we were primarily doing wedding business and there are a lot of emails that come with wedding business, not only from the actual client, but then you have the planners and then you have so-and-so person who now wants to get involved in this person's business. And you know, you've got all these moving parts and this is our livelihood. And so as the artist who's going out there and doing the work, I remember you feeling that this was a place where you could have your worth attached to it, you know? So you doing a hell of a good job on those emails was everything because that was the money. Like that's the revenue. It's coming through that form. And that's exactly how I associated it. That was how I was going to add my stake in it because this was really your business. You know, I came into your business and was trying to do what I do, which is I like to try to, you know, make things more efficient, make things run smoother. I try to solve problems, you know, and and ultimately I was trying to, you know, kind of force a round peg into a square hole because, you know, your business or or Dollface as it was being run was really okay. Um, and so what I started doing within that back into the office was just like trying to make the machine churn out more money. I'm like more money, more money, more business, more, more work, you know, let's keep everybody moving. Let's get that next check. Okay. New bride, new client, let's book them. You know, that was like my constant was just trying to get that next thing to keep the machine moving. Because at this phase you were new to being a part of the business, you had been working, somewhere else and that job was just really hard on your heart and it was just not the place for you to be anymore and so i remember you coming in feeling like you had something to prove and and you wanted to do such a good job and you what you said about making it more efficient and problem solving and all that i feel like we can take your story and apply it to so many other lives because how many times I have been in a situation where I try to be the problem solver. I try to make things better for other people. And the thing is, is that I'm not thinking about how I feel. I'm not thinking about what is doing to me. I'm not thinking about, is this the best for me? And you can just get lost in trying to help, help, help everybody else. Do, do, do for everybody else, you know? Sweep yourself right up under the rug because mm-hmm. that's not what's important. You need to stay out here on the surface. Keep making sure everything else making is Making sure everything is smooth. Yeah. Right. And I know that the caregivers, the parents are feeling us right now. So this is when you can get lost in how you spend your time because, like you said, you're trying to maximize it. You're trying to make it so efficient. You're trying to get all the things done, keep all those moving parts moving, keep 
an eye on the the moving target, right? So we're just trying trying to do our best, and mm-hmm. that's what it always comes down to. Whenever I'm in that place of kind of spiraling or starting to you know feel overwhelmed, I always know when I hear myself say, I'm just doing my best. I'm just trying to do my best. That's a clue. That's a signal that your girl needs a break. Like I need a timeout to just kind of slow down and reevaluate what is happening. And that's exactly what we did. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't know why you were feeling so off. I mean, on paper, we are highly favored and so blessed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're like, ooh, we got all this business. We got all this stuff. We just popping off all this stuff. And then we're like, why do we feel so angry? <laughs> why do we feel so upset? Why does this feel like it's not enough? Right? And so when we sat together, all I could do was think about what I had to do to get me in a place where I was spending my time doing the things that I wanted to be doing, not doing the things that I felt obligated to be doing. And that's a big shift in awareness. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at your time and you're becoming aware of how you spend your time what i have found is you will just not you but just the general you we will find ourselves in a routine that we didn't even create it's just kind of what has happened you know it's just you kind of have fallen into this rut if you will or fallen into this pattern and so I had to do for you what I had to do for myself to become aware of what exactly I was doing. And so we sat down. So we had a giant desk. Remember that big old desk we had? Yeah. And we, I sat on the one side, you sat on the other, and we would just look at each other. And the desk was so big that Julian was in his little bumbo seat. In the middle. In the middle. (laughs) That's how we're running things. And I just asked you, can you tell me what it is that you are doing that you don't like? And once you started to articulate these things and by writing them down, we were able to clearly see that we had grown so much that we actually needed an office manager, that your time was not best suited for those emails. Your time was needed elsewhere. And in in different departments, not just one, it was, you know, there was a lot of other places that could have used your attention, but you were, like you said, a keyboard warrior locked up in your office and, and getting disgruntled about it yeah. and not even aware. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we did that, there was such a relief of being able to name it and find those words of, oh, this is how I'm feeling and this is why, because I'm over this. And I can see now that 
I need help. So that's another huge thing. How many times are we the ones that give? We're the helpers. We're the, you know, the caregiver giving, giving, giving. And then you realize you don't work yourself into a tizzy and you don't even know how to ask for help because you don't even realize you need help. So these are all of the quote unquote problems that we face when we're not aware of how we're spending our time, when we're not aware of what we're doing in those moments. And when we were able to identify that we needed to bring in help, that gave you back your time. And time is our most precious commodity. We can't buy it. We can't make it. We can't. It just is, right? So the next part of it was figuring out what you wanted to do with this time that you were getting back. And when we sat with that and you started to write out some of the things that you haven't been able to do because you are stuck at your desk answering emails, you realized, we realized that contractor Josh had not been able to come out and do some projects. You're going to need to explain that. And I will. (laughs) And so contractor Josh was this persona that we had kind of created for whenever you got a chance to put on your tool belt and your work clothes and go out and make something. Because when I met you, that's what you did. Mm -hmm. You used to build custom countertops and do all these amazing projects with wood and with marble and, you know, all these materials and definitely not makeup, definitely not doing photo shoots, not emailing brides about their wedding day, you know? So this part of you that used to be front and center had been just dormant, just waiting, waiting on a turn to come on out. And it wasn't until we realized by talking it out, writing the stuff out, that we realized that contract Josh wanted to come back. Yeah, there's there's something in me that definitely needs uh, needs that release of like uh, creating something. Um, And, uh, you know, before that, you know, I had I had left the um, the business where I did the countertop making um, and uh, and gone into more of an office type job where I was, you know, Mr. Businessman running around. Um, and, uh, and I was like, so again, I was trying to find what it was that, that I really wanted to do or that I liked to do, but there was, there's a big aspect of me that loves, um, that loves creating, that loves getting dirty, that loves the sound of, you know, a saw running, um, you know, or, or a sander going. Um, and, uh, cause the finished product of, of what I create is, you know, is really important to me. Wow, you just reminded me. That was a big part of that conversation is you were saying, I miss having a finished product Mm. to be proud of. No matter what the project is, no matter what type of work you're in, there has to be that balance. There has to be the creative release, as you're saying. So even if you're not into woodworking or running a saw or having tools, 
your tools might be different. They might be paintbrushes. They might be um, gardening tools. They might, you know, could be your voice. It could, could be, be your voice. Anything. Your body, right? Exactly. So it was all about figuring out what you needed, and that's why it's so personal, and it's something that no one else can do for you. I helped you with it by just asking you questions, but ultimately you had all of the answers within you. Bingo. So after we made the adjustments and we had an office manager and all of that was off your plate and your project list was back in play, how did you feel? Uh, I definitely remember feeling a a lot of uh, relief in just like being able to express uh, in a different way, you know, and and, uh, not feeling like everything was so tied to me being tied to a desk. Um, This was still very early on in uh, in me becoming aware of things that I, you know, liked and didn't like. Because if I spend all day doing projects every day, I'll also get burned out on that you know, balance. it's a, it's a balance. It absolutely is a balance. And, um, but I didn't know what to balance, you know, until I started paying attention to what was lighting up. Uh, and so that, that process has been since that moment, since we, since we sat down and I saw that I was able to do that, that I was able to release the things that I did not want and accept the things that I did want. And thank you to you for being open to allowing me to do that. That's, you know, um, a great, great testament to our relationship that you're like, you're not happy. Let's find out what's going to make you happy. <laughs> you know, let's get you closer to, to something that, it, that rings truth for you, you know? And, um, and so I'm grateful for that, to have that connection. Um, but, uh, once I, once I was on that path of identifying things that I do like and releasing things that I do not like, I was able to start really building that into my life and it kind of started baking into the layers. So if you're wondering how to become aware of the things that you don't like doing anymore, if you want to figure out how to become aware of what you're missing and what you need to be balanced in your schedule, in your routine, this is the time where we're going to move this conversation over to the Miracle Lab and we're going to explore this a little bit more and find our solutions. So the Miracle Lab is a place where we're going to break this down to a practical level. And we're going to answer real life problems by coming up with a solution that works for you. So meet us over there. And for our members, you're going to be looking for episode one within the Miracle Lab. And now let's take this moment to settle into the awareness of this episode, of this moment, of this story, knowing that it is very easy to get caught up spinning our wheels, working so hard, 
when we are already doing enough because we are enough. Allow this truth to wash over you, to give you a sense of calm, to tap into the inner knowing that all is well and that you are on a journey and step by step you will continue to figure it out moment by moment. May you feel more grace, more peace, and more joy now more than ever. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Till next time. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired and seen, I invite you to join us in the Miracle Lab, where we expand these conversations into spiritual teachings. Do you need a mentor or an accountability partner? Come to the lab and let's support each other while we experiment with miracles and grow together. Visit www.themiraclelab.org. Special thanks to my co-host Josh, who's also on production and sound design. And a big thank you to you for listening. Send me a text and let me know what landed. 229-206-9280. I'm your host, Jules, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. I'll see you in the lab. <laughs>